one question I get all the time is, Craig, what the, what the heck's the point of putting my money in a Roth IRA, not being able to access it until I'm 59 and a half years old? This is The Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. We're hearing from Craig Kirlop in today's podcast. Craig is the author of The House Hacking Strategy. He's a real estate investor, real estate agent at and co-founder of the FI team and a huge believer in financial independence, retire early, fire movement. He started with a negative net worth in 2016 and officially reached financial freedom in 2019. Now he's sharing his strategies and advice with you. Let's get started. What is up, everybody? My name is Craig Kurlop, aka The Fi Guy, and I'm here with The Fi Team, your group of investor-friendly realtors, here to show you today what the difference is between a 401k and a Roth IRA. I've gotten this question a lot of times and people always ask me, what should I be contributing to? How should I be contributing to my retirement accounts? Well, this video is going to attempt to answer that question. To preface, I wanna say, if you are looking to achieve early financial independence through passive income, these things actually won't get you there. Really the value of these retirement accounts are to one, have your investments grow tax-free, and two, reduce your tax basis on your actual salary. That way you end up paying less taxes. That's the incentive they want. The government wants you to put money into these accounts because they get to use that money for the remaining until you're 70 years old for a bunch of other things, right? It's actually a brilliant, it's a brilliant uh, thing that they allow you to do. And, and the reward they give you is you get to have your investments grow tax-free. So if you want the highest possible net worth, it would be wise to contribute here, right? However, if you're looking to increase your passive income, I would suggest hitting that financial independence number first, and then you can start thinking about contributing to your 401k and Roth IRA. So first things first, your 401k. Your 401k is something that your employer will sponsor you on. So let's say you work for ABC company and there's XYZ retirement company. Every time you get paid, you can put a portion of your paycheck before taxes into your 401k account. That money, which is not as tax-free, will grow year over year over year, and all of the interest and gains that you make from that from that investment will grow tax-free until you take it out. And so, right, the 401k, it's before taxes. The maximum is actually 19,500 as of 2020. And you must be employed by a W, you must have a W-2 job to contribute. Otherwise, it will just be, you can have a solo 401k, which is a different product, or a, a self-directed IRA, which is also different. But for this 401k purpose, you need to have a W-2. And so, okay, so this is what the 401k is, right? 
you're investing before taxes. You're investing up to $19,500 and you can do that all at once or you can do that you know, per paycheck. I assume you're probably not getting paid $19,500 per paycheck. So you could kind of max it out if you're getting $5,000 per paycheck. You could max it out $5,000 over the course of four paychecks or you could just take a little bit out of this every single paycheck and get there by the end of the end of the year. People do it either way. And so what's great about this is that not only can you contribute $19,500 to and have it grow tax-free over time, but this actually, the IRS will assume you actually make $19,500 less than your actual salary. So you actually won't ever be taxed on that, right? And so let's say you make $100,000 a year the IRS will assume that you're only making, what is this, $81,500 a year. So you'll only be taxed on this amount. You know, you'll have your standard deductions and all that. So, you know, minus, let's say you're doing standard deduction minus 12,000 as of right, as of 2020. And so now it's as if you're only making a salary of $69,500 a year even though you're making a $100,000 salary, right? That's pretty impressive, pretty cool. And that's why you're able to grow your net worth a lot more, right? You're investing about 20 grand a year, tax-free over time. And you're able to subtract that amount from your salary that you would otherwise be taxed on. So you're, and after the standard deduction, it's as if the government is only, you're only making $70,000 a year. So that's why the 401k is very valuable. Now, when you go to withdraw your 401k, so let's say, you know, the, the downsides of the 401k is you can't access it until you're 59 and a half or older. And so let's say you, you hit 59 and a half and you want to withdraw your 401k. At that time you withdraw, that is when you have to pay taxes on it. So the government always does wants its share, right? They're not going to let you go without paying them. And so... Let's say, you know, let's say it's, you know, 30, 40 years from now, however old you are. Um, now you're paying all of the, the 19500 that you contributed. You withdraw it. You pay that tax in the same tax bracket you are in that 59 and a half year, right? So what some people do is they know, you know, at 59 and a half, many of us plan to be retired. And so because we'll hopefully be making little to no money, right? It actually maybe makes sense to say, hey, I don't want to pay taxes this year. I'm making 100 grand this year. That's a high tax bracket. So let's defer it, maybe get myself in a lower tax bracket at this 81,500 or 70,000 number. And then in 59 and a half, when I withdraw it, I have very little income. I'm in the lowest tax bracket. So I actually end up paying lower taxes than I would otherwise on this 401k. So that's what's valuable about the 401k. Now I'm going to explain a little bit to you about the Roth IRA. So anytime you see this word Roth, you have to assume after taxes. So this has nothing to do with your employer. You can set a Roth IRA account up all on your own. And so here it's you get paid your paycheck. They take taxes out. They take your insurance out. They take social security, all these things. You're left with a sum. Let's say if you get paid $3,000 a paycheck, you're probably left with somewhere around $2,000 a paycheck. I know. So you can take part of that $2,000 and invest it in your Roth IRA. Now, the Roth IRA does have some caveats as well. So 
You're not supposed to access it until you're 59 and a half years old. However, there are some exceptions, such as when you buy your first house or if there is an emergency, something like that. They, there are uh, extenu extenuating circumstances in which you can take this out. So the, the, the other thing about a Roth IRA is you can only contribute to it if you make under a certain amount of money. I believe that amount right now is $122,000. So if you're making under $122,000, you're able to contribute to your Roth IRA. And the maximum you can do that is $5,500. And if you're married, it's $6,500. And so I'm sure one question I get all the time is, Craig, what the, what the heck's the point of putting my money in a Roth IRA, not being able to access it until I'm 59 and a half years old, and it's still just, and it's still after taxes. It doesn't reduce my tax basis, all these other things. Well, the Roth IRA, it grows tax-free forever, right? So a typical stock portfolio, you'll have to pay taxes every single year on your gains. Here, you just re you refunnel your gains, you refunnel your gains all the way until you withdraw it. And then when you withdraw it, you actually aren't paying taxes on this amount, on the amount you contribute. You're only paying taxes on the gains. What is that? Only tax gains. So, for example, right, let's say you do max out your, four, your, uh, sorry, your Roth IRA every single year. Let's say you do it for 10 years and you've got $55,000 in your Roth IRA. So let's say you just keep it there. It grows, it grows, it grows. Let's say it grows to $100,000 over the next 20 years. You're able to withdraw the entire $55,000 without any sort of penalty. And the, you know, the $45,000 in capital gains that you make, that is what you pay taxes on. And so that's basically the difference between the 401k and the Roth IRA. So what should you do? So the good thing, the, what people say, and what I agree with, right, is that if you are, if you think you will make more money now than you will later, higher income now, that means you'll be in a higher tax bracket now than you would be later when you withdraw it. That means that you should put it into your 401k, right? Because you're not going to pay taxes now when you're in the higher tax bracket. Later, when you withdraw it, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. So let's say you lower, so let's say you withdraw this $20,000 and you made $0 that year. That's as if this would be a taxable event, withdrawing that. So that would make the IRS say, okay, you actually made $20,000 that year. So you're only going to be taxed as if you made $20,000 that year in that tax bracket. For the Roth IRA, that is if you think you're going to make more money later in life, right? So if you're going to do the traditional career and you're, you know, maybe you're in your 20s now, an entry level job making fifty, sixty thousand dollars per year, and you want, and you think, hey, I'm going to probably be making $150,000, a year at 59 and a half when I want to withdraw it, then it makes sense that, hey, you're paying your taxes now, right? You're paying the taxes now. That way, in, you know, in 30 years, whatever, when you withdraw, you won't have to pay taxes because you think you'll be in the higher tax bracket. So that's really when to contribute to both. But like I said, if your goal is to achieve financial independence as early as possible, I would suggest not contributing to any of these until you've hit your financial independence goals or until you're at the point where you just want to reduce your tax burden. 
if you if your goal is to just increase your net worth and get become like as rich as possible on paper as soon as as best as you can, then I would recommend maxing out both of these if you can. And if not, at least doing a 401k because there's no income limits on that. If you don't hit the, if you, if you don't qualify for making under $122,000 per year. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.